Yeah, I love this idea of $2 per word. I mean, badger's a great word. I think badger's worth $5, <laughs> actually. Badger is worth $5. If I'm giving them ordinary words like the or at, I'd probably accept 50 cents. But if they want a really good word, they're going to pay for that. Badger, badger, <laughs> badger, 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 25 bucks. Done. <laughs> this is the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And we bring you the formula to discover travel freedom. Step one, every Thursday, we'll show you how to travel the world in style, full time, for as little as $300 per person per month. Step two, every Monday, we interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. This is Money Mondays, episode 016. In today's episode, we talk to Mapping Megan. She talks about how blogging success really comes down to you. It really does come down to just being as proactive as you can. So similar to a high school years where your friends would be bitching and complaining that nobody invites them out, nobody invites them out. It really comes down to you to reach out, actually put yourself out there and make those opportunities. If you're wondering why opportunities aren't coming to you, stop wondering why they're not coming and go out and create them. She also tells us how one chance meeting with successful blogger Gary Arndt led to her becoming successful herself and that really anyone can do the same. I figured if people out there can do it, then why can't I? Why can't it be my lifestyle? It really inspired me and made me realize that anyone can do it. That kind of got me on track to making my blog a business and turning my writing into a full-time career. Okay, welcome again, Five Dollar Planet listeners. Hello, it is hello, oh, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. I missed you. Oh, I missed you. I can't see you or touch you, but we miss you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, all I can do is apologise for my rambling mind. We've been working like crazy, so we're a little on the like kooky side. Yeah, but we're quite excited because we're heading to Morocco. Yay! We've never been! Yeah, so we're finally leaving Europe for the first time in like nine months. We've just been doing all around Europe since May last year. Which has been really awesome. Yeah, we do love Europe, but we've sort of felt like we've been missing the crazy adventures a little bit. Yeah, it's been a little too easy. Yeah, Europe's been really simple. It's been really interesting. The food's been amazing. The people have been great, but it's just been too easy. I can't believe I'm actually complaining about that. Yeah, because we were complaining <laughs> about India being too hard, and now we're <laughs> complaining about Europe being too easy. But yeah, Where's yeah. the balance? Crazy. Well, hopefully we might find it in Morocco. Yeah, we're hoping Morocco will give us some adventures and some problems to solve. Looking forward to the colours. Yeah, and the cuisine. Oh, tagine. Yes, tagine and all the other food that they have. I'm oh. going to be very excited about trying all the spices. Yeah. Going to the souks and trying out, well, looking at all the spices, taking photos. Yeah. This is going to be good for really photography. Really exciting. We've totally got ourselves fully insured up with World Nomads Insurance, so we are 100% covered for our time out there, because you just never know. It's actually listed on one of those be careful traveling here countries, so we just went ahead and used our own 5% discount code, and it worked. Yeah, people getting cameras stolen, people getting laptops stolen, and all this sort of stuff in those countries. So we don't really want our $1,500 DSLR being stolen and having oh, to buy another one, because that would be a bit pricey for us. So yeah, we're covered. Uh, if you guys want to be covered too for your next trip, then join us and jump on the link, $5dollarplanet.com slash worldnomads and use our discount codes WN5DP and you'll get 5% off your next policy. Awesome. Be some nice little savings. Yes. So we'll make the policy very competitive with other insurance companies. You're getting more for getting more for like the same amount of money once you use the discount code. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. So in business news, news short, is that we don't have a jingle today. No. You want a jingle? Yeah, let's have a jingle. It's the business news, yes, the business news. Welcome to business news, business news. It's like musical theatre business news. I thought I'd do something a little different this week. The Tony Awards business news? Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, just channeling Neil Patrick Harris. And, um, Love him. Well, it was the Oscars recently, so, you know, we've been inflicted with Oscar craziness. I say inflicted, but really, it wasn't that bad, was it? Anyway, off-topic randomness. <laughs> so, what have we been doing recently? Well, we've been mainly networking our asses off. Very Not important. just with influencers, though. As we learned from talking to Scott Eddy, it's not just about 
going for the biggest influencers ever and expecting them to listen to you and help you because if they don't know you, they probably won't. It's really important to talk to your listeners, like you guys. It's really important to actually connect with them off the show by email or by Skype or whatever. And readers and like potential future customers, people who bought our eBooks, people who read our free eBook, anyone who's involved with the $5 Planet. Yeah, we've had some absolutely fantastic feedback in the past couple of weeks about our book. And we've had people getting in contact with us and asking more questions about a travel freedom lifestyle. And we do our best to answer all emails and we've already been helping people take the next step towards travel freedom, which is really exciting yeah and you can grab a copy of the book if you haven't already it's five dollar planet.com slash dream lifestyle it's free so what do you got to lose complete outlines planning your travel freedom lifestyle and to get the hell out of what horrible situation you're putting up with at the moment and just enjoy your life a bit more this whole concept is really important your readers are your audience and the personal relations that you form with the audience are so essential to being an authority they need to know that you're there and that you get them and demonstrating your knowledge by helping people solve their problems is what turns casual listeners into fans, which turns them into... Customers. Exactly. So you think about it, if someone has read a blog post of ours, you know, they sort of vaguely know something about us, they may never come back, who knows. But if they've had an email from us and we've actually solved a problem that they've been struggling with for weeks or months or years sometimes, and they've just emailed us going, look, can you help? I know you said in your email, your group email that goes out with your autoresponder that you might be able to help if I emailed. So I've emailed and then I just send them like a three word, well, no, not three word, like a three paragraph response that and they go shit that's the solution thanks very much and then they're going to be like awesome most people are just really stoked that they get a response and i'm like who's not responding to you dude really who's that's rude we are pretty busy but we do try to get responses out to everybody if we can absolutely well we will eventually we will. We eventually will. we will get the responses out even if we can't get them out instantly so yeah if you started a blog or business online already make yourself available if you haven't started the blog make sure that when you do start it you have a contact page, an about page, so that people can actually get hold of you and make it really clear on those pages that they can email you. You have to actually tell people because people don't want to just email someone they don't know and go, uh, can you give me some free advice? Because they'll be like, that's really rude. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So you have to tell people, please email me. You can. It's fine. Open Go ahead. Book. Be really approachable. Yeah. We like to think we are. Yeah. And it will help build relationships, which will make your business more successful. That's the point. And that's what you want. You want a successful business. You have to connect with people if you want a successful business. And the other bonus is you do learn exactly what problems your audience is facing, which will give you a clearer idea on what blog posts to write next and what topics to feature. Mm, that's really handy. Because if you just like go off on some tangent, you're like, oh, I want to write about this. Oh, I want to write we about this. We go off this. on tangents all the time. Oh, yeah, we do. I just did. I just, I've just ruined your point. I took you off on a tangent. Yeah, but not everyone wants to hear our tangent. Gold, well, goldfish, puppies. Goldfish. Toilets. Woman, punch fish in the face. <laughs> First it will shock you and then it will inspire you. Oh my God, we're so shiny, shiny, shiny. We... What was that other one that we saw that was like 29 ways 29 ways to tame a cat by shouting at a wall. <laughs> 29 ways to tame a cat by shouting at a wall. <laughs> Crazy headline generated thing. It's very amusing. Um, <laughs> right. What were we saying? Yeah. You're going to get a clearer idea of what people want if they email you and tell you what they want. And then when you write posts and do podcasts, you're going to talk about stuff that's actually important to people. So email us, info at $5planet.com. We're not joking. This is not a joke like we'll pretend like we want emails from people, but actually if you email us, we'll just delete it. No, it makes me feel so loved. Yeah, so loved. I like it. But yeah, so just send us your questions. If there's any topics you want us to cover in these shows, or even someone you want us to interview that you think would be interesting, maybe we haven't thought of it yet. Maybe yeah. we haven't question yet. Let us know, info at $5planet.com. Okay, so in this episode, we're actually, it's a bit of a shift from some of the previous interviews where we were interviewing sort of the biggest heavyweight bloggers in the business. Megan Gerard is from Mapping Megan. She's doing really well for herself. So she's I'm... a massive up and coming. Yeah. She's, people refer to her as like the hardest working blogger in the business. She is. She is. Trust us, she is. So, you know, we're not putting her down by not saying she's the biggest blogger out there. She'll appreciate it. She's not the biggest one, but she's on her way to being one of the biggest ones. And that's what's really important. She's put the effort in. She's put the time in. She does a lot of stuff with sponsored posts, which means she gets direct money for posting stuff on her site. But we get stuff for posting 
articles on our site. She so has we, cash. She gets actual cash. We're just getting free products and free tours. But yeah, she's actually getting paid money to post stuff on her site and she's got a really strong, low audience. And so she, she's going to tell you about this stuff. I'm not going to break up all the interview for you before we even get started. So let's get over to Mac and Megan and you're going to learn all about sponsored posts and freelance writing. We're here today with Mapping Megan from MappingMegan.com. Uh, she's been adventuring her way around the world since 2007. These days she's perpetuating her travel freedom lifestyle by earning an income through her blog. And we want to ask her, because she used to work at McDonald's for almost 10 years before becoming an adventure traveller. Do you miss that job? <laughs> Um, not really. Hi guys. Um, thanks for having me on the show. That's all right. um, so no, not really. Like hospitality is a fantastic job to perpetuate your travels just because of the freedom and flexibility. So it was great for the 10 years that I was there. But yes, a decade at McDonald's is a little bit, a little bit ridiculous. So um, it was time to move on. Did you get free burgers? I did. Well, I worked my way up to kind of management after all those years and then... Um, oh, you work your way up to free burgers. Yeah, so you work your way up. At the start you get like free fries and maybe a Coke. Yeah, and like, well, like a little bit of ice cream and then at the end it's like burgers are the kind of like goal to get to. Does anyone actually just stick their head under the ice cream machine and just open their mouth and let it go not while the management's there but yeah after after hours we we rock it out it, there you go now you'll never be getting your job back at mcdonald's <laughs> exactly you, you probably didn't want it back so that's, i'm, that's quite, I'm quite happy blogging for the moment <laughs> yeah i think yeah blogging is better than mcdonald's but of course you do have to make an income from it which yeah. is what we're going to be talking about today so the really fascinating thing about you was one of the main ways that you got into this whole thing was you happened to be on a plane with a guest we had a couple of weeks ago you sat down right next to Gary Arn from Everything Everywhere and had a chat. Yeah, pretty much. So like at that time, so I've had my blog since 2007, but it was really just like a mum and pop thing. So like just for my friends and family and parents back home to let them know like that I was alive and all of that kind of fun stuff. And then in 2012, I was flying back um, from meeting up with my husband around the world, um, flew back home to Australia and Gary was sitting in the seat next to me and you just, just kind of did the general chit chat that you do with a stranger next to you. And before that point, I had no idea that people actually made a living from this stuff and little naive me at the time was like wow if this guy sitting next to me can do this then so can I little did I know he was the most like the most well-established and successful travel blogger there is online currently but um yeah it just kind of like inspired me to really push and really become dedicated to making that my lifestyle because I figured if people out there can do it then why can't I like why can't it be my lifestyle so anyway it really inspired me and made me realize that anyone can do it so that kind of got me on track to making it making my blog a business and turning my writing into a full-time career yeah, and a lot more people are doing it now, and that's inspiring yet more people to do it. Yeah, and the which... thing that's really fascinating is that everyone's doing it in very different ways. So Gary obviously has his photography, other people are writing books, and what sort of way do you go about generating income for your website? I think that the main thing with earning money from a website is that you need to realize that you need to have multiple income streams coming in. So you really need to diversify your income and not just rely on one stream. But the majority of my income right now is coming in from sponsored posts as well as freelancing. And then eventually I'll look at kind of expanding that into maybe eBooks. But for right now, I'm focusing on the current work that's coming in, which is sponsored posts and freelancing. For anyone who, who's listening who doesn't understand exactly what sort of sponsored post you'd be talking about, can you describe the exact thing that you do? Yeah, for sure. Well, there are many different kinds of sponsored posts and that could range from anything from just plain link placement. So basically a company writes to you, they want to place a link in an article. So the basic gist is that the more authoritative links that point to your website, the higher Google ranks you. So companies will write and request link placement within an article. So then you you can either, you can write the content based on that. So you write a post around that link. Another way to do it is like guest people write to you wanting to guest post for that same thing. They'll provide the content with the link already in it. Other sponsored posts could be you go to a hotel, they actually pay you to stay there and pay you to promote their hotel. Obviously all of this comes with disclosure at the bottom saying that this is a sponsored 
post kind of thing. Another method might be that a company, so recently I had, I published a post called The Cutest Traveling Pets of 2014. Yeah. And um, if, you, if you have a kind of like a really big popular post that you know will do well, you can write to companies which may be interested in kind of putting their logo at the top of it for some promotion. So I reached out to a company called Dog Vacay and they do pet sitting. They, they're a really large pet sitting company within the US. So they paid to sponsor that post. So they paid to put their logo and put sponsored by Dog Vacay with their link at the top of that post kind of thing. So there are many different ways that you can go about it. But a sponsored post is basically somebody paying you to publish a post in some format for some form of promotion on your website. Yeah. And these sorts of promotions that you're doing, I think anyone who's been involved in blogging for a little while over the last couple of years has probably heard about how Google has been slapping people with very cute little animals called penguins and pandas and hummingbirds and such. So <laughs> they might be a little bit worried listening to this going, well, surely there could be a problem if you're doing these sorts of posts. Is there a, a solution to that? What is the solution in 2015 to not get Google slapped? Google bitch slapped. <laughs> Google bitch slapped. <laughs> Damn those Google bitches. <laughs> Well, it really comes down to a personal choice. Like you need to obviously read up on all of the information and decide which kind of posts you're willing to and what you're willing to do with your specific website. So for instance, like the Google, uh, it's changing. It kind of changes a lot of the time and their stipulations and guidelines change. But the basic gist is that Google obviously doesn't want people to, is trying to discourage people from pay, for paying for links. So basically they're trying to stop people from besting, like jumping the system and forcing them and paying to show up higher on Google. Yeah. Pretty much Google wants you to, wants companies yeah. to buy ads off them, not off you. Exactly. And not off, and not off your everyday Joe. So the way to, so the, the, the way to follow Google guidelines is to make sure that all of your links are no follow. That means that you're telling Google not to follow, not to give that link juice. And that's following the guidelines to a T kind of thing. And also I think that uh, like in terms of legal disclosure, it varies from country to country, but for those who are based in America, which a lot of people are then in terms of it like at a hotel stay or in terms of if someone's if it's an actual advertisement you also include that disclosure at the bottom of your post letting your readers know that this is actually sponsored so it really comes down to like reading up on all of the information and deciding what your personal stance on it is and how you would personally like to go forward with it as long as you're informed and know the pros and cons then you should be set yeah, um, I think it's really... a good thing for people to realize that just because a company comes to you and offers you something doesn't mean that you should accept it because really it comes right. down to like keeping the integrity of your brand. Definitely. And there are a lot of times where a lot of companies will approach you and it won't be a good fit for your brand and they will approach you, try and offer, for instance, like $10 for what would maybe take you two, three hours worth of work. And in that case, it's not going to be worth your time. So you really have to like, it takes a while to get into the flow, like get into the flow of things and you kind of learn as you go and you work out your own strategies and your own systems of replying and that kind of thing. But that's exactly true. You don't have to accept everything just because they're throwing money at you. And I think that that's maybe a way that when you begin, you might be blinded by that, for instance, like you might be thinking, oh, wow, this person's like throwing me money. It's amazing. It's the first time I've been offered cash. But I think you really need to do your research first and know about the different like pros and cons of every situation and not necessarily be blinded by cash if it's not a good fit for your brand, if it doesn't go with your values and if it would breach kind of your integrity or possibly put you in line getting a Google slap. Yeah, so how do you know that your audience isn't being affected by this? Do you sort of, you email them and say, this is the sort of stuff that I'm featuring. And then if they don't like it, you say, I'm not gonna go back to those sorts of companies ever again. Yeah, how do you keep your audience like engaged with sponsored stuff? Definitely, like it comes down to a balance. So I can do a lot at the moment because I aim to publish every day. So for instance, if I'm publishing seven posts a week, I can maybe put like two to three sponsored posts a week in and it's not spamming them continually. Like every single post I put up is not sponsored kind of thing. But it's also comes down to, like writing really good content that they want to hear or that they want to see. So for instance, the dog vacay post that I was speaking about before, the cutest traveling or the sexiest traveling pets was kind of fun spin off of the sexiest male and female travelers post, which was went viral and was really popular. So that was really great content that people really wanted to see. They clicked through anyway. They didn't really care that there was a sponsored kind of like ad or logo at the top because it was content that they wanted to read. So I think that 
spending a lot of time actually developing quality content is one of the best ways to keep your readers engaged and they're not necessarily going to mind too much if there's like a little banner at the bottom or a banner at the top. Um, as long as you continue pushing out quality content, you'll keep your readers engaged. It's when you start kind of spamming them with below average content that they're going to start kind of taking off, I guess. Yeah. I think it's something that's completely irrelevant to what you do. Like, well, yeah. like for example, on, on our $5 Traveler website, if we suddenly started like being like, oh, you can stay in this five-star resort as well, people would be like, um... What? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, like there's always ways to, and that comes down to once again, your integrity and whether you believe an opportunity goes with your brand. So if you think that by publishing a sponsored post for X company is going to completely lose your current readership, then you might want to think about whether it's worth it or not. But there are always ways to work with it. So like, for instance, in that instance, you could sell that as this is a great opportunity to splurge. Like I know where the $5 travel is, but if you're looking for splurging, then we like, we'll give you a splurge post once a month kind of thing. So like, it's about being creative, thinking outside the box, but every single opportunity you get, you should assess whether it goes to your, whether it helps or hinders your brand overall. So let's look at it from the flip side, because there might be people out there listening who are like, well, shit, no one's ever written to me and God, what are, me a post. Uh, no one's ever offered no, me a post. No, why are they not offering me money? <laughs> but there's lots of people who very much, and we do it a lot as well, we actively get in contact with companies that we feel aligned with and be like, hey, you know, would you like to send us a pair of shoes and we'll add it to, we'll do a great review on it and, you know, an honest review. And that's another way that you can get them. But um, what are some of your top tips for people for like approaching these people for sponsored posts? Yeah, for sure. Well, it does come like in terms of sponsored posts themselves, I wait, like I waited until I was approached. And then one big tip I would say is when you do start have contacts approaching you, keep all of those emails in a list, like start compiling a list of PR contacts because then later down the line, you can start doing contact swaps with different bloggers. And then that's how I started approaching people. So I waited until I was approached first and that was maybe at the eight month mark of my blog and that was just eight months of solid working on the blog working to get my statistics and all of that kind of thing up as high as I possibly could and then I started being approached by people and then at that point I started keeping a list of all my contacts and then would start swapping contacts with other bloggers and then I would start reaching out to those people but it really does come down to just being as proactive as you can so I used to kind of like similar to a high school years where like your friends would be bitching and complaining that nobody invites them out, nobody invites them out. It really comes down to you to reach out and like actually put yourself out there and make those opportunities. So if you're wondering why opportunities aren't coming to you, stop wondering why they're not coming and go out and create them. Start writing to companies, as you said, to um, ask if you'd like them to review their shoes. And as you get more experience in reviewing different products, then that's when companies may start actually paying you to review their products. So it's all about kind of like doing a bit of legwork first and maybe establishing a reputation for writing really great quality reviews, which people really love. And then that's when the money starts I think also heading to conferences like TBEX as well, where they have the speed dating there, you actually get to meet these people face to face. And that we've had sometimes down along the line, they've contacted us and been like, hey, we met you at TBEX. Would you mind having a look at writing something for us? Yeah, for sure. Sadly, I haven't been able to make it to a conference yet. I'm um, hoping to get to one soon, but I've heard that they're amazing. So that's definitely an excellent point too. Yeah, well, there's one in Thailand in October and we're going to the one in Girona in April as well in Spain. So Very cool. if you're around. I think we're actually, um, unfortunately, we won't be around. We actually have just started planning our next big road trip. So we're looking at ending our short-term lease in April, and then we'll be driving from San Diego all the way up to Alaska. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, very so, nice. This is all part of your adventure travel? Yes, tours. yeah, just part of our adventure travel. We can talk a little bit about adventure travel, I think. Let's sure. break up break up the work talk with some, some real travel talk. Yeah. So 
tell us, like, where is the most exciting, adventurous place that you visited? Oh, definitely Iceland. Iceland was beyond nuts. It was crazy. We just we took a car and we drove around the whole country. We were, we were there in July, which is summer, so there was 24 hours of sunlight and it was unbelievable. You've got hiking, we went whitewater rafting, you can walk right up to the most stunning waterfalls. And surprisingly, even though July was like main peak tourist season, there really weren't that many people there, which we love. We love getting off the beaten path. So Iceland's definitely just the nature and the landscapes are unbelievable. You've got like lava fields and geysers and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah I really loved uh, heading to the Blue Lagoon, but I the one thing I wanted to achieve in Iceland was to see a puffin. But apparently you can eat them there. Yes, they um, they catch them and I guess it's a delicacy. We spent a couple of hours photographing puffins. We went up north and we found this little spot. I think it's I think you pronounce it Chorns maybe, T-J-O-N-N-E-S, I think. But And there were just hundreds and hundreds of thousands of puffins and we ended up walking back to the car completely covered in bird shit, basically. <laughs> you, you've got to watch um, those puffins. No, They'll Google slap you. I thought bird shit was lucky. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we're the luckiest people on earth because we, we were just so focused on getting these shots and so just miserable by these beautiful birds and we were literally just sitting on the banks for hours as they were flying above and yeah we were just completely covered by the time we walked back to the car <laughs> oh that's gross what a bunch of puffs oh good to know iceland one place i've been meaning to go for ages that megzi yeah, has been to everyone raves about it yeah look at you guys just going on about your iceland stories and here i am going what <laughs> this is not fair sorry i definitely recommend it my friend went there and he ate whale that's quite controversial, but that's something they actually eat there. So. It is Iceland, and we also went to the Faroe Islands, which has the controversial whale grind. So there's, there are posts up on that on my website. Trust me, we could talk for hours on that topic. Well, if we could make money from it, maybe we could. Oh, <laughs> one of those things, I actually, yeah, I heard quite recently that you have signed up to be a writer with Brett and Mary for Green Global Travel. Yes, that's correct. So I'm now one of their staff writers. Cool. So what sort of things are you going to be focusing on? Pretty much all, anything and everything. So we pitched to them the same as you pitch to a magazine with story ideas each month. My first article for them was actually on the Faroese Grind, which is the annual controversial whale hunts. They they kill, they hunt whales as part of their culture and as a way to eat and as for community food. Um, so it's a it's a whale hunt which is non-commercial and it's only kept within the Faroe Islands, but obviously that's very controversial in 2015. So I wrote a post for them on that and really understanding the Faroese Grind as opposed to all of this ridiculous, ignorant hate speech which is coming out online from different organisations. And my most recent post for them was on waterfalls in Iceland. So really, obviously, sticking with their brand, anything that's kind of ecotourism, that kind of thing. So yeah, really excited to come on board as part of the Green Global Travel staff writing team. Yeah, so freelance writing. This is quite a competitive business online and it's probably the first thing that maybe bloggers think about when they start writing online they're like oh I could get some money from freelancing but there's so many people trying to do it are you just really lucky to have picked up a job like this or is there actually just enough work out there now that it is easier to get freelancing than it used to be I think it also it once again comes down to establishing yourself and creating those opportunities so having spent kind of a full year not earning money um, really building my brand and really building my writing portfolio that's when I started being approached from people so I focused a lot of my time in the first year on guest posting for as many people as possible you get your name and your writing featured on as many different websites as you possibly can um, it's also a great point for link building to your website but it also just kind of puts your writing out there into a, in front of a different audience and kind of maximizes your opportunity for as many people to like recognize your name as possible. So I did that. And then I was approached by a company um, called Copy Press and to come on board as one of their freelance writers, which has been fantastic because there's kind of continual work for different campaigns for different clients. So you can obviously, I it's on my to-do list to start pitching to magazines this year and get into proper kind of like traditional media. But that right now I'm quite set with kind of online freelancing, that kind of thing. So just starting out as a newbie, if someone was to come in and want to start freelancing, let's talk dollar amounts because I see a lot of people are just really confused. They get asked to write a story or they get approached and they have no idea at all what their time should be worth. 
what sort of recommendation do you have someone just getting into the game? It really depends. Like it really depends because with freelance writing, it can vary from anywhere from like five cents a word right up to, I guess the pros get kind of one to two dollars a word. I'm happy at the moment with 20 to 25 cents a word. That's kind of like, I guess a ballpark figure, but I, what I really try to do is think of it in terms of an hourly rate. So here in the U S as a waitress, I was earning $4 an hour plus tips. So if I'm getting something which is six cents a word and I can pump that article out in an hour, then that's 30 bucks for an hour's worth. Obviously, with freelancing, you're not kind of contracted to be working eight hours a day kind of thing. So you do have to consider that as well and consider if one article at $30 a day is enough to sustain you kind of thing. But definitely try and think about it in terms of an hourly rate. And I think that'll give you a little bit more perspective. Yeah, I love this idea of $2 per word. I mean, badger's a great word. I think badger's worth $5, actually. Badger is worth $5. If I'm giving them ordinary words like the or at, I'd probably accept 50 cents. But if they want a really good word, they're going to pay for that. I think that's how it should be done. Every article we write, they should look through and say, oh, he's got better words than the last time. Yeah, Yeah. it's like in Scrabble, whereas a a Z or an X is worth more. If you can get that in a word, you're going to get loads of points. We can start a blog post about this and we'll be like... You can even base it off Scrabble. Base it off your Scrabble points. Yeah, why not? Complicated Scrabble words get you loads of money. I wonder if the newspapers would go for this. Doubt it. I know, they're so old school and boring. <laughs> Don't say that, we might want to write for them Oh, I mean, they're fabulous, I love, I love them. Send me money. Badger, <laughs> badger, 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 25 bucks. Done. Exactly, easy, right? <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. if it was that We're the easy. most professional writers out there. Xylophone, 20 <laughs> Xylophone. bucks. Xylophone, that's, that's got to be worth at least 25 bucks. Oh, yeah. Although, and if you can fit in, like, the actual name of Bangkok, that's got to be worth a few K's in there. That's like, cause that is actually Bangkok's real name is like the longest name of a city in the entire world. I think oh, the like, real name of Bangkok, name, not Bangkok. Yeah. There's something like 26 characters in the whole name of Bangkok. Like the real, really? name. Yeah. you can't pronounce the real name. No, it's, it's really it's long, gone. but it means like the King near the river of the something of the something else. It is. So this is great, suit. great factual information for all our listeners. We know this story that we can't remember <laughs> any of the details to, That's why we have show it's, notes. it's really interesting. <laughs> we're like, remember that thing? <laughs> That we were ranting about here's here's what here's the truth here's a vague Wait, i didn't i didn't even know bangkok had like a longest name in the world for a city so i'm learning something new today too hey, look at there that. you go so everybody instead of getting us to bring you information we've just informed you that the information is out there go forth to the internet and discover <laughs> what is this name that we can't remember and then email us or tweet us tweet it at us if you can. at five dollar travel with a five if it's less than 140 characters <laughs> and if those characters are worth like ten dollars each then don't tweet us because we're not going to pay you no, for your twitter paying. characters okay that's probably the longest off-topic rant we've had on this show so far so <laughs> how does this happen to us like a note to our podcast All editor don't edit any of that out no. <laughs> oh right good okay cool. let's let's talk about something that's relevant to our podcast Let's get back onto the money-making side of things. Now, we were talking a little bit earlier about how you sometimes receive emails from people offering you opportunities for sponsored posts. For smaller bloggers, they probably won't have got many of these yet, or if they have, they're like really spammy, horrible ones. But how do you recognize a really decent, legitimate offer from someone for a sponsored post or from a PR person from something that is spammy? I think it's come, it comes down to what A, what the link is, and B, like how much they're offering you. So if they're offering you $10 for a sponsored post, then I like my personal opinion is that it's probably not worth your time. But obviously, once again, it comes down to what you're personally happy to go with. So the rates for my sponsored post I send out, I start at $250 
US for something that I write, $200 US for something that they write, and then $100 US for something which is already published on my website if they would like an external link placed in. And then I'm always happy to generally negotiate down from there. I think an average of what you can kind of aim to get is between 100 to 160 if you're starting out as kind of like a beginner blogger. But like, once again, going back to that hourly rate, if someone offers you $40, $50 for a guest post that they've written and it takes you 10 minutes to put it up on your website, then you need to consider whether that as an hourly rate is something you'd be willing to do. And if the link's not spammy, then maybe you consider it. There's also like negotiating down, like accepting a lower rate if someone's willing to give you multiple work. Like I'm always happy to negotiate on price if someone's willing to try and establish a long working relationship. So for instance, I was accepting posts at a cheaper rate than I normally offer from someone who provided me with 10 that month kind of thing. So it really comes down to obviously your personal decision, but just think about those kind of things and whether you want to accept less sponsor posts because for instance, you only publish once every two weeks and then you'd be spamming your readers kind of thing. So it really comes down to each personal individual situation. But yeah, definitely just like familiarize yourself with the different pros and cons of every situation. And then just remember that you don't have to accept every single offer that comes your way. Yeah, when you're saying that you're getting an offer of as much as 10 sponsored posts to go through in one month. Now, yep. obviously, if those were 10 sponsored posts all on house sitting, then people watching your site would be going, uh, she's just posting about house sitting every day. So is this more yep. like a PR agent is just saying, I've got a selection of clients and we want you to do a post on lots of different things? Or are you yep, genuinely exactly. having, oh, that's, so it's more like that. You're not having to yeah, rework exactly. one story 10 times. No, no, it's generally that like one PR company will act for kind of like 10 different clients and they'll have a lot of different opportunities for that. But one of the other points is just being as upfront and hashing out all the details at the beginning so that there's absolutely no surprises for either party involved. Yeah. So just yeah, hashing out how like every detail, like the different links that they want, the different, any specific keyword requests they want. If you have any stipulations, like you write the keywords, you write the post, that kind of thing. So definitely just like hashing out exactly everything at the beginning. So there are no surprises at the end. And is that something you include because you have quite a large following and especially on Twitter, is that something you charge additional for if you're going to post these like tweets out to your audience or is that some, or is that something that's just like in the total price already? The majority of the time I'll charge more for um, promoting an article over social media, but then once again, that comes down to like the quality of the content as well. So, and if a post is like fantastic, like for instance, one at, at one point somebody provided me with a post which was phenomenal and fantastic and I thought my readers would really, really love it. So I promoted that free of charge because that was thought it was something they would genuinely like and be engaged with and it performed really well and it's a really high performing piece. So it really comes down to once again, I guess the quality of the content, whether you're comfortable promoting it over social media, but normally I do charge more for that. Yeah. So if someone's new in blogging and they're, they're just getting into doing the sponsored post thing and you say using PR agents seems to be a really good way to get more work. How do they find a PR agent? What do they search for in Google to try making a list of people to contact? Have you got any recommendations to get into this? Like it's really hard as a newbie blogger with no contacts because you really do kind of have to either buy a list off another blogger or kind of wait until people start approaching you so you can do exchanges just because it's really like it's kind of finding a needle in a haystack trying to like search on Google and just like cold call people or cold email people who you don't know if they're open to that kind of business. So like a lot of bloggers online sell um, actually sell lists of PR contacts and I'd say that's probably the best way to get into it just because you know that those people are kind of open to that kind of business. Whereas you, if you're just kind of like approaching people online that you found via Google, I'm not sure that you'd have as high of a success rate just because you don't know that they're open to that. You don't know if they recognize the value in that kind of business. Do you know so, what I mean? Yeah. So these PR people, they're not exactly, they haven't got an exposure for themselves. They're not making it easy for you to find them. The opportunity to hear about it though, like if you sign up for, but there are some newsletters that you can sign up for. So I know for instance, Matt Gibson of mattgibson.org, his newsletter is fantastic. I highly recommend subscribing to it. Um, he sends out newsletters, I think it's roughly once a month and he has different opportunities for listing companies which do offer sponsored posts. And I've had actually a few contacts through his newsletter. So that's definitely a fantastic way to go. Also kind of like signing up for these different 
websites and organizations like Bloggerbridge and that kind of thing. There are a lot of different actual companies out there that you can sign up for. The Mid Game is a fantastic one, which I've had a little bit of work from. That's basically like a platform which connects bloggers with PR reps. So there are a lot of different online companies and online kind of applications which are popping up for the sole purpose of connecting bloggers with PR reps and vice versa. So that's definitely something that you can start to look into if you're a newbie blogger. Is there anyone in particular you could name? Anything you've heard about? Uh, well, the Mid Game is a great one. I haven't had continual work from the Mid Game, but I did um, sign on for a campaign with Lan Airlines through them last year and that was a really fantastic month-long social media promotion campaign and then as I mentioned Matt Gibson's newsletter is fantastic so definitely look at those two all right yeah, that sounds like a good thing. Nice. Get Signing a few up sponsored posts. Yeah. Oh. Typing, typing. Who knows? We haven't really done sponsored posts. It hasn't been something that's uh, appealed to us as much. We sort of thought about it. We've had a few people email us about the option and it's never really been something that's been offered where we've gone, oh yeah, that's definitely a good fit for us. I think also yeah. a lot of the time is we just don't know if it's like someone from India you know, just contacting us out of the blue going, hi, you, you write good article for me. I pay you top dollar. And you're like, yeah, I'm sure I'll write something and get sweet fuck all at the end of it. So. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, like pretty much I, I try and take advantage of every opportunity that comes my way. So I just have a template email that lists all of my stipulations and all of my rates and processes. And I send that back to everybody. Majority of the time, like if you get an email, which is really vague and just says, hi, my name's this, I'm a freelance writer. I'll give you great content for free. They're looking for a free link. I'll still yeah. write back, but you just never hear from them, which is why I have a template email that only takes me two seconds to kind of reply. Another great actually idea is I recently signed up for, um, I put in like sign up to receive PR press releases so a lot of the time they're spammy and annoy the crap out of you but a lot like if you get you might get one or two that you can write back to with your rates and sometimes you get the odd gem that they write back and say yes i'd love to kind of place content-based advertising on your website so Mm. sign up for as many press releases and that kind of thing as you possibly can i think i did it via a company called cision which was c-i-s-i-o-n from memory and then literally press releases have been spamming my inbox ever since but oh i just thought the other day i happened to mention this fantastic new plugin called sidekick where you can actually send out your emails and you can track whether or not the person at the other end has opened your email. Now you emailed me and said you're going to give it a go. How's it going for you? Amazingly. Love it. It's possibly <laughs> the best thing I've downloaded this week. Um, I think I said, yeah. Isn't it just incredible? <laughs> you get this little notification up saying, Megzi and Tomo have opened your email. And then they're like, if you then, I guess, write a follow-up email the next week, they cannot say that they didn't get it because yeah. you have actual proof that they opened it. Mm-hmm. But it's also great for like reaching out to, we're obviously about to start our San Diego to Alaska road trip and we want to reach out to different brands and companies to see if they'd like to host us along the way kind of thing. So it's going to be really great for that because let's say you write to a hotel to see if they're interested in a hosted stay. You're going to know if they haven't opened your email and you should probably move on to contacting someone else. So it's basically, it's a, um, I think you mentioned it was a plugin. It's a, the one I got is a Chrome extension. So it's actually yes. like outside of your blog just for anyone listening. Yeah, Chrome extension, it's part of the browser. Yeah. It's not part of the WordPress. I have brain issues with words sometimes. Yes. Oh, you and me both, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> is it an Australian thing? Maybe or? it's an Australian thing. Maybe it is. Yeah, probably. That's why there's Although, so many swear words in the Australian language because they're replacements for the actual words you're thinking of. No, <laughs> 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 Tomo, it sounds like you've picked up like a British accent. I, well, I am technically British. British. Oh, well, there you so go. I've picked up an Australian accent. Oh, but okay. he's just so happy for you to say that because yeah, everyone's like, oh, you're all full Australian now. <laughs> All the oh, British no. people say I'm Australian. Well, that's okay. Everybody in America, while I was waitressing like, for the last year, they always go, so which part of England are you from? Oh, classic. Like, yeah, the Australia part. It's fine. We're all convicts originally. Whatever. I used, I used to work in an Indian restaurant when I was at college, and like the funniest joke every single time, they're like, oh, so which part of India are you from? Like, yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that before in the last three years, have I, you freaking idiot? Because <laughs> oh, in England, it's a tradition to go to the curry house once you're drunk. That's, yes, I don't know is. if that's the same in other countries. Actually, I haven't investigated, but in England, it is a well, very Australia, specific tradition. Well, in Australia, we go out tradition. for a kebab. Yeah, well, you go for a kebab. It's different. It depends. Like I spent a gap year in England, which is how I got into. I got my travel bug. Spent my gap year there, but um, you've got to be careful of the street kebabs in England because they can be nasty. 
Ew. Yeah. 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 You see, they say be worried about street food in Asia, but really, I think street food in Western countries is oh, often the stuff worse. you got to worry about. Like, Trust uh, me, like Canberra, where I'm from, the pizza, like the street pizza outside the clubs in Civic. Oh, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, it's been there don't for like six it. days because no yeah. one else touches it. Only really <laughs> stupid people go and buy that pizza. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> really drunk. It's there for the really drunk people yeah. at like 3, 4 a.m. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a little break from Megan's interview and we're going to talk about our Monday tool of the week. Yes, we love this tool so much. We did mention in this interview, but uh, we want to do a little bit more detail on the power of Sidekick. It's a browser extension that works with your email, like so like Gmail or something, and just joins onto your Gmail account and it tracks who opens your emails, when they open it, how many times they open it, and even how many times they click the links that you include in it. It's brilliant. Yep, you know exactly what happened if they went and read your email, and if they clicked on your link to read your website, or if they just pretty much deleted your email and didn't even read it. If you're gonna try and pitch a company, which obviously we're talking a lot about pitching companies in this episode, it's an important thing you've gotta do if you wanna get sponsored posts, if you wanna get products for free, and if you wanna get writing assignments, you have to pitch people to prove to them that you're worth hiring. So um, yeah, you're gonna know exactly what that person thought of your email. So if they open the mail once, and your follow up once or not at all, then that's probably like you're wasting your time. You obviously weren't that interested. Um, if they open it like five times, then it's time to send them another follow up to go, hey, I'm just thinking maybe you might be interested in hiring me for this. Just to give them a little kick up the ass because they're obviously interested if they've opened it five times. So yeah, we usually don't tell people that we use Sidekick because otherwise it's like, I saw that you opened my email five times and they're like, oh, stalker. Yeah. yeah, we just, we are aware of what's going on. And so we try to plan our next email around what we've seen. So for example, if someone doesn't open the email at all, like twice in a row, we're like, okay, the subject line is obviously shit. Yeah. They obviously have no interest in what we're sending them. We need to repitch them with a different subject line. Yeah. Or just move on to another company. Yeah. It also gives you the details of email addresses sometimes as well. So if you're trying to guess the email address of the person you want to contact and you're like on their web page, it has this little thing where you can click on it and it will try and find the email addresses of the people who are running that particular website or featured on that website, which is very handy. Yeah, so if you put an email address in and it's not a real email address and it doesn't come up with any contact information, you can go, okay, it's probably not worth emailing them. Sometimes it'll tell you this is a role-based email address, which means it's going to some pool where an admin person is going to pick it up and may or may not forward it to the right person. You want to get direct email addresses, that's the point, you want also, to find them. Also, in your emails, it pops up on the side with like their Twitter feed sometimes. So you can see, you'll be like, oh, that is totally the person because it just brings up their Twitter feed on the side. Yeah, and you can even mention something that they've just tweeted about. It'll look yes. like you've been actually following them on Twitter. Oh, really, so you good. just got the information really easily by doing that, which is awesome. So so many great insights with this, and the basic option is free. We've actually upgraded to Pro for $10 a month because we use it that much. And that gives you an unlimited open and click info in your stats, and rather than just 200 notifications per month, which just hasn't been enough for us when we're pitching lots of newspapers and lots of companies. So yeah, go to sidekick.com and get, yeah, sidekick. get Sidekick. Get it. Yeah, get it. Get it now. You will thank us. This one you will definitely thank us oh, for. Yeah. One big question we do ask everyone because I am super excited that it is the year of Back to the Future. Marty McFly <laughs> is going to be here in like November. Have you seen okay. the, the hoverboard on Amazon? I have, no. yes. <laughs> I just made that up. You have. I thought you were about to say, have you seen the movies? So I was preempting you with it. I have, yes, seen the movies. Oh, no. no, apparently there's no hoverboard, but Nike is bringing out like self-lacing shoes. Really? I heard. Yeah. I didn't hear Maybe. that. It could be an internet rumor. We'll have to wait and see. We don't know. I guess so. But anyway, in honor of Marty McFly arriving this year, we're asking everybody if you could go back in time and tell your young blogging naive self one thing, what would it be? To update my theme, because right, right, <laughs> right, right now, 
right now I am um, through going through the process of changing the layout and formatting of every single post on my website. And as I mentioned earlier, I aim to publish daily. So I have around 900 posts and pages on my website and I'm going through every single freaking one to change the layout. So I would I'd much rather have started with the current, like with the current theme. Well, my top tip for you right now is <laughs> outsource that bitch. We've just started outsourcing ourselves. If I you... would, but I have control issues over my website and my social media. Yeah, but you've got we've, to not. We've just had to deal with it. It's almost, yeah. like, it's almost like I reckon what it'll be like when you send your child off to preschool for the first day and you're like, I can't I let like go it. of them. And then like two days later, you're like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I have so much free time now. Yeah, Chris yeah. Ducker calls it superhero syndrome. And okay. basically people believe that they're the only person that can do something. And you want to keep control, but seriously, you'd save so much time and you could pay someone about oh, five, $5 an hour. You do a screencast for them on exactly yep. which process you do every time you do it. You send them the screencast and go, you need to do this for every single post for me. And then for $5 an hour, you pay them like 50 to 100 bucks and your whole website's done. Yeah, we're training our podcast editor at the moment. So he's listening sounds- to this probably. Yeah, hi, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> hi, that sounds amazing, but I'm still like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave you at school by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, and, but that's that's the other reason why I haven't like I guess why I'm so busy is because I do have major control issues over letting someone touch my baby. So yeah. like all of my social media, all of everything that's to do with my blog is me right now. Like I reply to every single comment that comes through, every single Facebook comment. Like so I have very big control. It, I guess it took me kind of I spent three months literally straight just kind of like 16 hour days while before I could get my visa to work in the US. So and the last year worth of work, I'm sure anybody with a blog can relate. But so, yes, I need to start outsourcing, but I do have control issues. Yeah. All you need to do, and the, the way to get over it, because we were exactly the same. Totally. We like completely were like, no, we're not going to do it. We put it off for months and months and months. It's just to hire one person for like four, $5 to do an hour's work on something. And if they're any good, like you hire them to do something else. And if they're crap, you then try another you person. You give them a test. Yeah, you give that's them a simple test. Yeah, and you that's send what out a test. Nothing too difficult. You'd be very specific about what it is that you're wanting them to achieve. And then you go, I'll pay you for an hour. Do your best work. Yeah, it's That's an investment. Idea. Five bucks, you throw, cool. and maybe three bucks. Some of the people we've talked to are only three dollars an hour. They haven't been so good. Around five dollars seems to be working out a little bit better, yeah. depending on what sort okay. of work you need done. And um, yeah, test it out. And then, that. yeah, after like the first four or five people, you might find someone who's just a complete gem. And we think we've we've got someone. I hope so. <laughs> so right. yeah, who's listening right now? So I, I keep forgetting. He's Hi, too good for us. <laughs> he's listening to everything I'm saying. Um, well, it's good that you're only saying good things. Well, exactly. exactly. Otherwise, so, this podcast might end up um, all skewed. Yeah. <laughs> You'll send it back with lots of like swear words in and stuff. Well, yeah. we put those in anyway. That's, that's automated. Yeah, that's true. That. I'm glad right. you have an explicit rating. Yes. Uh, that was, like, the first thing that was we the applied first. for. It's an Australian thing. Yeah. I know. I had to say to my mum the other day, she was like, how can we help you promote your podcast? And I was like, um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't recommend it to your church friends or like, don't let granddad listen to this. And she's like... <laughs> Megan, Megan Ann, what why? are you saying online? Yeah, I'm like, I'm just swearing a lot. You know, I swear. You might pretend I don't, but I do. Come on, Australian granddads know about swearing. They do it more than we do. I know. They do. Yeah. Crazy <laughs> bastards. <laughs> All right. Well, we, I think we've got to the yeah, end. Unless, if you would like to I... let us know right now what's going on with Mapping Megan. For 2015. Yeah, how can people find you as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, obviously, we are have a ridiculous amount of social medias, which, as I just mentioned, I run myself. So send me a comment, and I'll personally reply to you until I um, give up on my control issues. Yes, and um, then Gary <laughs> from the Philippines will reply to you. Yeah. So you can um, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Google Plus. We also have a StumbleUpon. We're also on Tumblr, and of course, www.mappingmegan.com. Head over there. We have a very if you if you're unfamiliar with our website, we have a very fun homepage. It's a Google map and all of our selected best featured blog posts pinned. 
to that map. So you can kind of zoom in and out like a Google map and check out where we've been. But yeah, so find us on the blog, find us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Instagram is something I've been really trying to get active on recently. So all of our favorite photos from the road are heading up there. And then this year you can look forward to videos and updates. Oh, that's right. We're also on YouTube. I told you there were a ridiculous amount of social medias to You're remember. You're a busy lady. Yeah, so follow us this year. We're driving from San Diego to Alaska, so we've got videos, photos, and lots of stories about adventures, and then we're moving home to Australia. Wow, moving home as in permanently or just for a Yeah, little... so um, we'll be moving to Australia permanently. Obviously, it's not going to still stop us from traveling, but we're looking at basing ourselves in Australia, and then we'll kind of like ex use that as an excuse to continue, continue kind of like a little nomadic lifestyle and keep discovering Australia, discover Asia and New Zealand. Very cool. Antarctica is mm -hmm. also on the list. Is house sitting in Australia and New Zealand on the cards, or are you getting an apartment? It is on the cards. We're looking at um, possibly taking something up in, like, I guess any opportunity we get. We're waiting on Mike's immigration, and that's a bit of a bitch at the best, best of times. Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> I bet you know all about that. Oh, so. I know all about it. If you want some advice, you can email me, but it depends what sort of immigration you're doing. We're moving back on a partner visa because obviously we're married now, but um, yeah, oh, so we really out. That's what we yeah. do. We know that. So the itinerary is based on when they decide to grant our visa, so it's just kind of, we have general vague plans, but it's all up in the air until we hear back from immigration. Yay! Okay. Well. <laughs> Enjoy that! Thank yeah, you. seriously, if you do have any questions or anything, we did the whole Thanks. partner immigration thing a couple of years back. Um, awesome. So, yeah, just let us know if you have any questions. Cool. Definitely. Mapping Megan, thank you for coming on the $5 Planet. Thank you for having us on the show. Okay, it's almost the end of the show, which means... Travel homework time! Oh yes, if you want to start getting paid to write articles on your own blog rather than for other people's blogs, you need to find the sort of companies that actually appreciate the benefits that bloggers can give them. So quite often you will find these people on Twitter. Generally, it just means they're a forward-thinking, active company if they're involved in Twitter. So... If they know what new media is. If they know what new media is, they're probably going to be more open to the idea of working with bloggers. Yeah, so basically, to get on there, start schmoozing on Twitter with companies. Think of the sort of companies that are going to align with the sort of blog or website that you have. It's that simple really. Once you find someone who's very closely aligned with what your beliefs are and what your mission statement for your website is, you can show them what you do and if it's that similar they're gonna go, cool, this is actually someone who's gonna support me really well and be a good match for yep. me. So get out there, send these companies a pitch, use Sidekick, see how you go, see if they open your emails and uh, track it and let us know how you go. Thanks for listening to the $5 Planet Travel Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at $5planet.com. So join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income. Or for Travel Thursdays, we will help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments, feedback, and $5 travel tips. So tweet us at $5 Travel with the number five. Or email info at $5planet.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzy. Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the $5 Planet. Bye for now. Bye-bye.